We did it. I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York. I'm in Chicago. And I'm in LA. But we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here, mapping timelines here, or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board. Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com. Welcome to the Leaders Cricket Podcast, everyone, where today's episode will leave you in a happier mood than the final episode of Line and Duty. I'm Rob. This is Rich. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How's it going, Rob? I'm very good. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good. Very good, mate. Yeah. Very Ready good. Ready to get into two weeks of county cricket. Two weeks? Woo! Two I th- rounds. I feel, I feel like we can't start an episode of cricket off because it's season in the UK. You guys are rocking and rolling. Did you play at the weekend? Rich watches on. No. Oh, it's it's the worst return to second team cricket ever. <laughs> no. Uh, to, to enter rain all day, as you'll see in a bit. Saturday, all over the country, we had pretty much a washout. Um, doubt anyone played particularly. So, yeah, another, that's two two attempts, two refusals, not playing any cricket yet. But next Saturday, as I said last week, Rob, there is always another game of cricket. There is. Have, have you got your eye on you been in the nets? Um, sure. <laughs> What's a <laughs> <the> net? <laughs> I've been fishing. Well, one net, one preseason friendly. That'll do. Let's crack on. <laughs> Season start. You're ready to roll, mate. You're ready to roll. It feels about yeah. the right time to get into cricket now. It's mid eight, mid May, so it's it's time exactly. is it's probably right. the, the the normal time to start a season. None of this silly April nonsense. Silly April nonsense. So I'm I'm going to start with a different point today, Rich. For luckily for you, this is not mm-hmm. a question of the day. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin your podcast. I'm making a a point here not to put you on the spot and ask you a question that you never, ever would get. So we're going to start off, mate, (laughs) before we get into a whole host of English cricket. We've got loads to go through. We've got Devon Conway News, Team of the Month, Player of the Month, two rounds of county cricket and a bit of Toby Rowland Jones action just rolling back the years. But we're going to start with the guys, overseas players, but specifically the English guys that have been stuck in the IPL COVID situation. Yeah, so as we spoke about previously, and there's a separate um, pod if you want to listen to that, um, about this, but IPL obviously cancelled. So the update is pretty much all the English players have either arrived back in England or they are very, very close to being uh, being returned. Um, others, obviously, of other countries returning too. We've got Aussies and Kiwis sitting in the Maldives, putting their feet up, tanning themselves, having little mojitos or whatever. Uh, but Kiwi, Tim Seifert, he... He's missing out. He's sat in a hotel room somewhere, isn't he? Probably a really lovely five-star hotel somewhere in India. But he's tested positive, so he can't return just yet. So disappointing for him. Um, most players, like I say, have returned, Rob. So it's it's off. It's not going to be rescheduled anytime soon. There is a couple of options. I believe the BCCI and the IPL, they would prefer the UAE, Dubai, etc., as their backup option. But Sri Lanka, good old neighbours that they are, have popped over the fence and just said, do you want some sugar? 
um, or offered to host the competition in September. Uh, Colombo, Hambantota down on the south coast, Palakelu near Kandy and Dambulla are the four venues that they touted, floodlit venues, pretty much all of hosting international cricket. Um, and obviously Sri Lanka have, they um, put on a, a really successful, uh, Sri Lankan was it, uh, what have they called it? Um, overseas, you know, competition, didn't they? It was a, wasn't a T10, it was just basically a, you know, an IPL-esque Sri Lankan version uh, yeah. competition. So, so they've got that background. Obviously things aren't going as badly there. They are an island. Funnily enough, islands can contain this thing quite well. Just saying. Just saying. Good job. I mean, UK is not an island, so. Just <laughs> so, saying, bro. But yeah, so, it's, so there's so it's a couple of options on the table. It's good to see people getting out and getting out safely. Hopefully Tim's all right and he gets Tim. Best mates, me, me and Tim. Tim, all right, oh, Tim. Tim ho. I hope you feel oh, better soon, mate. It's interesting, like, one thing that, that gets me around this is it's obviously seasonal when these things are going to take place. And I'm, I'm going off on a tiny tangent here just for a change, but Careful. right, you know, you know, they go ICC T20 World Cup. It's supposed to be in India. Where are we going to host it? Dubai. Why mm-hmm. does it have to be in Dubai? Why can't it be potentially looked at being in England slightly early and rearranging the calendar? You've got New Zealand, Australia, which are 95% of the time COVID free and could host this sort of event. Like, why does it have to go to a Dubai or somewhere like that? And I see Dubai and I don't go Dubai cricket. I go Dubai shopping in fake skyscrapers. Oh, wow. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I went to Dubai in um, 2001. Didn't have many skyscrapers then. That's the last time I went. Um, Yeah, I, I I assume there's a relationship there. I assume there's some sort of corporate sort of interest there perhaps between the BCCI and uh, the cricket um, and you know other ruling um, class there I don't know I don't know but I know what you're saying it would make a lot of sense to shift it across to Australia yeah um, go, go somewhere anything, where people can go and watch as well where there could be crowds like there could be crowds in England mm. from next week I think it is possibly. Also this week. Possibly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. At least restricted crowds at the, at the very least, anyway. But it is progress. Um, I don't, I don't have an answer for you. I think the Sri Lanka option is, is fantastic. The same sort of conditions, yeah. um, same part of the world. I think you know, same time zones, etc. So you know, the people that live in India, they get chance to watch it on when they would expect to watch it, rather than having to wake up, um, you know, either early or late, um, <laughs> or go to bed late, whichever it is, to watch it elsewhere in the world. So yeah, some some good valid points there. But I think. I would hope that they would go with the Sri Lanka option. I just think that's a really good, especially if, if the um, the neighbours have offered. It yeah. gets awkward if you decline the offer, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, it's like in, being invited around to the neighbours' barbecue. You're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah cheers. I'm, uh, I'm really busy. I can't make it. And then you get spotted coming in with your shopping like, an hour later while everyone's in the garden. It's, it's not cool. Not cool, bro. Yeah. Or just just say yes to the neighbours. It'll work. It's fine. <laughs> so talking of um, Tim Seifert, Kiwis, black caps, keeping it keeping mm-hmm. it all black caps with you know the invasion coming in of the New Zealanders from the IPL and the guys coming yeah. from from New Zealand. Devon Conway, mm-hmm. the man of the moment of black caps cricket. Yeah, we have a new signing for Somerset. So the 29-year-old uh, batsman has agreed to jo- a deal to join them uh, and be available from 23rd of June or running through till the 18th of July. So that means he's going to be available for a minimum of nine Vitality T20 Blast games and two of the uh, um, LC Championship, County Championship fixtures. So awesome. big, big pickup there. Yeah, really good signing. It obviously makes sense as well for the counties to be 
looking to cherry pick some of these players that are coming over. It's a shame some of the Indian players won't be available uh, or make themselves more available. I think Hanuma Vihara, he's been playing some county cricket, hasn't he? But not many others do. Um, Devon Conway averaging 75 in ODIs and 59 in T20s. That's not a bad record. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure he averages a pretty handy sum in red ball cricket as well. So big, big pickup for Somerset, who are starting to turn things, you know, point things in the right direction this season. Um, great, great signing. T20 yeah. blast. Big yep. name, but also I think as important those couple of um, county championship fixtures as well. Yeah, they they could they could well be huge, mate. We spoke about him on the last pod when we was talking about that Black Caps twenty man selection, and I went into depth on Conway, his uh, South African roots and how he, he just lit up Sheffield. Um, done it again, Sheffield Shield, Plunkett Rotherham Shield, Shield. <laughs> Rotherham Shield, um, absolutely. Not quite Sheffield Shield. T twenty blast competition out here. He's been. He's been on the edge of the Black Caps until he was eligible for for many years. Everyone knew he was class, and his performances in T20 in one day has actually forced the Black Caps to go. This guy's so good, we've got to create room in the Test team that's perfectly balanced. So someone will miss out, and yeah. he will be in. If he's class, get him in. It's simple as that. I remember the conversation with Joffrey Archer a couple of years ago for England before the World Cup. That bizarrely, there was actually conversations of whether he would make the squad, which obviously at the time we you know, the bright gentleman that we clearly are was like, that's ridiculous. Just he's in the squad and he's in the 11, just play him. So Conway's a similar, similar case, isn't he? He's class, get him in, play him, simple as that. Okay. Talking of class, Robert, we have a wisdom team of the month and the wisdom player of the month for April. I think it's just worth touching on this because it, it just, it boils down, doesn't it, of who have been the star performers of this early part of the season. So this is for April, but Matt Critchley of Derbyshire, he pipped a few of us to, uh, to claim that, um, that title for, for April, um, 483 runs at an average of 60 and 15 wickets with his leggies at 32.8, well-deserved. Quickly run through the team that they announced for the team of the month. So Adam Live of Yorkshire uh, opening the batting with our favourite, Ricardo Vasconcelos yeah. from North France, Jake Libby of Worcestershire, James Bracey, the wicketkeeper of Gloucester, David Beddingham, the South African overseas at Durham, Kieran Carlson, Glamorgan, who hit his first couple of centuries in about two or three summers, uh, Matt Critchley, Ryan Higgins of Gloucester, Second Gloucester man, well deserved for them. And Craig Overson, Somerset, Ollie Robinson, Sussex, Simon Harmer of Essex. Is any county championship 11 able to be announced without Simon Harmer getting on that list? Uh, the answer to that, Rich, is going to be a massive no. Simon Harmer, most <laughs> wickets, 146 in the last three seasons. It's not mm. first, it's first and a bit more. The next nearest is 108 <laughs> in the last three seasons. That's how good a performance that man's putting on. Mm. I think. A little bit of love needs to be given to Adam Lives. We spoke about him a few times and how it's it's not in mm-hmm. England. He's, he's not in that place anymore where he could be an England player, but 515 runs at 73.75 is it's it's world class. He's but your man, Ricardo Vesconcelos, the thing that makes him stand out, mate, is the runs that he scored down the order. Yeah, sorry, down the order. Oh, in, in, in in the um mm-hmm. in the second innings chasing games is 185 to win a game they're match winning contributions like david beddingham's mm. 257 it's a a match winning contribution mm. at that time in point and they're they're the innings that really make you just stand out from the rest of the crowd anyone take that back some people can score hundreds at mm-hmm. county cricket 
the best players score it at the right time. It's like Michael Van Gerwen at darts. Mm. He he wins the leg when he gets that one opportunity. Oh, it's, it's a darts thing. It's darts is coming darts in. Darts reference. But wow. It's, it's, it's opportunity and the best players <laughs> do it irrelevant of the sport. They take the opportune moments and wing those big moments. And Vasconcelos, Beddingham, just absolutely superb so far. Yeah, and as we, as we probably have already spoke about, but it's just worth mentioning again, isn't it? This is for April. We've seen big runs scored in April. We've seen two spinners make this list as well. Fair enough, Critchley wouldn't have probably been in as a spinner, yeah. but we've got two spinners in this team. Spinners are taking wickets in April in England. People are scoring big runs, big individual knocks, you know, big innings knocks. It, it's a crazy start to the summer and hopefully we'll be able to put a finger on it at some point as we get through when more and more people are actually talking about it, more of the players are actually being asked the question, but are the pitches better? Are they being prepared better? Are they being prepared because there's more confidence because of the way they're doing the group format rather than the, the relegation and promotion formats where people are trying to be more cautious and play for draws? There have been more results, I'd imagine, so far this year than there has in other seasons as well. It's, it's really interesting to me to see that and just, yeah, long may it continue. And it sort of is continuing. There's plenty of runs being scored still. Yeah, it's it's class, mate. It's one of the... You remember two years ago when we sat there and we did the, we did the podcast and we were like, the, the start of the county championship season felt so underwhelming two years ago. They had them mm. playing on different weeks. There was no clear structure to yeah. how it was working. Whereas that, with the smaller groups and influenced by what happened last year, mm. all of a sudden you've got everyone playing at the same time and the stories actually going on in between the groups that and that narrative is easily shared with everyone and everyone gets to share in what's mm. going on rather than going, well, not so playing Durham. Well, what, do, what does that mean? Like seventh versus yeah. eighth. It's... It's great that they've got the consistency of start day. So everyone's starting on the same day. Everyone's finishing on the yeah. same day. This last week, well, we'll talk about it, but the fifth week, there was finally um, a few teams that didn't play. They had a, had a week off. So it was like, oh, wow, suddenly not three games in each group. Mm. But it, it's really consistent. Um, the group format as well, it just keeps it simple. You can see who's there. It's not, oh, they're already in mid-table mid mid mediocrity and they're never going to move. So it's just made it much more interesting. And although at the start of this um, season, I was a little bit not sure. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's here to stay. It's actually been really good. Yeah. Um, it's not as traditional, obviously, and it's been changed for a, a reason, not necessarily a well-thought-out one. It was just a, well, this is a reason. Let's just change it uh, because of what's been happening. And it just seems to have worked. Um, and it's certainly producing a lot more positive result cricket. And um, short. Sure whatever may, means that would happen, surely it's a good thing. Mate, you are living the, the podcast dream. You are testing negative, staying positive, mate. You, you are doing it. Mm-hmm. You're disappointed in yourself, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> You're like, I wish I could hate this format. But I remember saying at the start, I said, I think <laughs> no, it would no, create it's good. competition and more meaningful cricket. And I, I do think it being televised through YouTube, and I know uh, another game, yeah, Middlesex game, was on TV. Yeah. It's, it, mm -hmm. it's accessible. It's interesting. The stories, um, it's it's superb. It really is quality cricket. Yeah. It's, it's a very very unscientific and not reliable um, kind of bit of evidence. But I've seen more cricket on my timeline than I have in, at other times. Certainly this time of year about county cricket. Fair enough when England are playing, but county cricket. There's a lot of people chatting about cricket, which is uh, which is. You know, like I say, very unscientific, but it's good to see. Um, one thing that isn't good to see, Rob, Toby Rowland-Jones, we mentioned him earlier, Middlesex, 33-year-old now, 
Uh, former England bowler, we have to say former, sorry, Toby. Um, he's set to miss much of the season after injuring his knee. Um, he's had surgery to repair a cartilage tear. He has my sympathy. That's what I did. <laughs> so hopefully he can come back and bowl and not collapse bowling off two paces and get pumped. So hopefully he'll come back. September 2019 with the shoulder injury. So we wish him all the best. Injuries are the worst in sport. Uh, and especially when you get one after the other, which is so often the case because you you start you know, accom- accommodating, don't you? Holding yourself differently after a certain injury. I'm sure a shoulder injury has not impacted his knee, but it's just one of those things. It just seems to happen. Um, and it's a bit of bad luck for them and for him and for Middlesex. It is, mate. There was, there was a time, 2018, where he was exceptional and when he mm. came into that England lineup took five for against the Saffers Dean Elgar Heino Kuhn Quinton de Kock gritty. Amla after gritty Amla after he scored his 311 he was um he was everything we kind of hoped he would be even though he was a late bloomer at 29 mm. but stress fracture mm. the back meant he couldn't go on the ashes and then you've got to say since then it's just out of luck the whole time it's yeah. you start to get a bit of form you start to get a bit of cricket and it just kind of keeps getting mm. taken away from him, unfortunately. Yeah. And at 33, after a run of injuries, you start to look at them and say, what outside interest has he got in the game? Does he like? Does he want to get into coaching? Does he want to do other things? Because it gets that point where you do think, is it worth the comeback? Is it worth the hassle yeah. of that? Is it worth me getting into my other, whatever I'm interested in? You know, yeah. he's a Middlesex man. He probably owns, he's probably got a portfolio of rental properties. I don't know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably has, mate. And he's probably got a very <laughs> nice looking... Um, jacket stripey and he can sit in the ground and, and watch Ooh, it mm. he certainly can he certainly can so let's crack on then so we've got we're five rounds down now rob in the county championship we need to cover rounds four and round five so are you ready for some let's uh let's kick into it mate great so so we're gonna go round four first we'll roll through the group so the biggest biggest news in round four let's not forget about this not got a win they beat Derbyshire by 310 runs. <laughs> um, 29 attempts it took not since June 2018 or 1,043 days, if that's how you want to look at it. If the three-day, inside three days win, uh, thanks in large part to the seam attack, Luke Fletcher, Stuart Broad, Dane Patterson. Stuart Broad has been massive. He might not have took all the wickets, but having him in that team, having him knocking on, you know, putting pressure on, it's created opportunities for everybody else. So, um, I mean, it was incredible. First day, not modest two, five, six all out, but by day one evening session, leaving them at 86 for eight at close and then 105 all out, set up the win, uh, which Knotts took advantage of in the second innings and then skittled Derbyshire out for 159. Broad taking two wickets in the first over of day three, uh, Lewis Reese and Lewis deploy in two balls to uh, to basically give them no chance of batting through uh, to do anything other than uh, than claim that massive win. Um, just note as well on the back of big centuries, for Ben Slater and Hasib Hamid in the previous week at Worcester. Hamid followed it up with a 94 after a duck and yeah. Slater 107 as well. So great to see Hasib Hamid follow that up with more runs. Class. You've got to say it's been coming for knots for a while. They have played good cricket this year. They lost to Warwickshire with Warwickshire chasing 300. They had a tantalising draw, I think it was against, I want to say it was against Durham, um, in one of the games. And then there was also that 236 not out against Worcester. So they've been had those building blocks kind of coming together. And what you've not seen from Knotts was enough of a complete performance to get them in a winning mentality and focus. And this, this had it. 
this is Luke mm. Fletcher being Luke Fletcher in April and, and May time hitting mm-hmm. top of off and taking wickets and being rather large and scary while he does it. Um, mm-hmm. And Stuart Broad. It's so much giving Broad the opportunity to play county cricket. And we know how much of a form bowler Stuart Broad is. When he's on, mm-hmm. he is absolute. There's none other in world cricket that's going to rip through you. So you're getting him bowling in county cricket conditions, in you know useful conditions. It's going to rub off on that England team and broad, but at the moment it's rubbing off on this Knotts team because Fletcher is being supported more than supported by Stuart Broad. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy, but Planet Fitness has the cure. Boost your energy with tons of equipment in our clean and spacious clubs for $1 down and $10 a month. Join the judgment-free zone today. Deal extended to Wednesday, April 12th. See Home Club for details. Absolutely. And the, the Knots attack, it's taking a bit of shape now as well, especially when you consider Jake Ball and Brett Hutton both went yeah. down injured after the first week. They were in the first 11. So they've, you know, this, this lineup has basically started to, to pick itself. Um, there's also Zach Chappell who's played a bit but this is the lineup that seems to be working best obviously Broad won't be around for, for too much longer when Test Cricket appears but for now Notts are definitely taking advantage Rob so let's move on to the next one Warwickshire Durham Durham won by an innings and 127 runs this is crazy Durham first win of the season after demolishing Warwickshire who were group one leaders yes so on day one skittled them out for 87 87 uh, it could have somehow been a lot worse though 87 all out, you think that's bad, but they were sat at eight for 30 or 30 for eight, depending on which country you're in. Quite incredible. Uh, riding cars took the wickets of the late resistance as well. It was uh, Liam Norwell and um, Craig Miles who um, put on a good chunk between them. If it wasn't for those boys, they probably would have been out for less than 50. Uh, Mark Wood bowled with gas and riding cars in this game took seven wickets, um, which was great to see. Worth just keeping an eye on this riding cast. He's starting to pick up the numbers, pick up the wickets. But centuries as well for Alex Leeson, Kiwi, Will Young. Uh, they set up that win before, as we said, Brandon Cast took the five wickets in the second innings and claimed this easy stroll of a victory for Durham. It, it, I've got to say, mate, this has been coming for Warwickshire for a while. They had that fantastic 300-run chase against Knott. But again, I keep going back to who's scoring the runs for them. Tim Bresnan's number one, mate. They've got a fundamental problem with their batting. They average 197 per innings this season, which is the second worst in the county championship. And they've been dug out by that lower order when the top order is failing. So it kind of had an inevitability around it, given that we Mm. talked so highly about that Durham bowling attack that's got the second best bowling average in the league. Um, Absolutely Mm. incredible team. Yeah, looking good, isn't it? And I would say Brian Cast, a name to keep listening out for. Uh, let's move on to the last two years champions. Essex played at Worcestershire, another draw at New Road. This place just, it's just about <laughs> runs. It's not about wickets. Uh, so obviously we had the run fest between Worcester, run fest even between Worcester and Knotts last week. Um, but this week, another high scoring draw. Um, neither team looked like they was ever going to get near uh, winning the game. Uh, Essex 561 for eight declared, including a ton for Alistair Cook. Wesley 113, and good to see Dan Lawrence hit a 90 as well. Worcestershire in return, 364. 
um, contributions throughout the middle order. And then Worcestershire following on 129 for two. Jake Libby, 52 not out, who's had a great start to the year. Sam Cook, little chef, got himself six wickets in the game. Simon Harmer, four. Um, so in two games, Rob, at New Road, only 40 wickets have fallen. Okay, so that's basically one game's worth. While batters have fared better with 2,002 runs scored, but going along at just 2.75 runs and over. So not an ideal wicket, but they had a flood, cold spring. I mean, what's Grand Stuff going to do? It's it's going to take a while for this uh, for this track to get spiced up, isn't it? That's, that's, it's dire, eh? That, that is, that's, that's going and playing in Sri Lanka, mate. Sri Lanka versus India, 900 <laughs> yeah. plays 700. It's, it's a little mm. bit disappointing, but... At the same time, if you're Essex and your bowling attack on paper is so strong, um, not always performing, but you've got a harm, you've got a cook, you've got an out-of-form Jamie Porter, give these guys, who are quite aggressive batsmen, um, like your Dan Lawrence's in the middle of the order, give them the opportunity mm. to play on a deck that can score runs and score freely on and play around people like Alistair Cook at the top. So I can, you know, it's not a bad thing tactically for them, but given the fact they've now got a new habit of losing games, they still need to back themselves and take actually 20 wickets and put away some teams, which you're not, mm, not quite yeah. seeing. No, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, like I say, Worcestershire, they can't do much more at the moment. They're try- I'm sure they're trying to prepare wickets that are more conducive to, to win-lose cricket. But just at the moment, with the winter they've had, like say with the floods, yeah. as we know, our local cricket ground, it sits underwater too many times. Uh, it's just difficult to prepare a track that's really going to give any juice and um, and, and get get a result going. So so after after group uh, after round four, sorry for group one, Warwickshire were still sat top of the table, but Durham flew up to second, only a point behind. Derbyshire sat at the bottom and not start their climb as well. Worth noting, Rob, before we hit round five of group one and we go back to Notts against the champions Essex, an innings and thirty run win for Nottinghamshire on a roll the hosts at Trent Bridge on a roll back-to-back wins for Notts comprehensive is the word innings win against Essex um, they're top of the table now Rob they've flown up from near the bottom to top of the table in two games so third day we're going to you'll just basically assume that every game we talk about there was no play on the third day <laughs> um, which would be a Saturday obviously as well for cricket so yeah the not seam attack no time in finishing off the reigning champs thanks once again to the collective efforts of that seam attack all started, Rob. 99 all out in the first innings for Essex. Luke Fletcher, 6 for 24 of 16. Brody got 2 for 31. And young Lyndon James, 2 for 3 off his 5 overs. Who He also backed up that up with 4 for 51 to bowl Essex out in the second innings as well. Um, worth mentioning, a couple of other performances in the Knots innings. Steve Mullaney, the captain, got himself 117. Um, Shane Snatner, 7 for 98 for Essex. Uh, Zimbabwe-born... Essex bowler, great figures for him of 26 overs. Good on him. Good on him. Essex are funny, mate. They are seriously funny. <laughs> Essex are struggling. <laughs> they, they really are. The bubble has severely burst. Um, when they don't play at home, I need to break down the stats that I've got here to home and away, but it would be interesting to see their home and away. So Essex, yeah. as, as a team, when they're playing, are ranked 11th, 259 per innings that they mm. score. But that is highly inflated by the 500s. They've scored a couple of 500s. So when they're not scoring 500s, they are way off. And this Knott's bowling attack, the fifth best in the league. The opponents only score 243 against them per innings. Um, 27 bowling average for the bowlers as a whole for the team. So it's this Knott's team, 
is perfect. I don't want to say perfect, but I'm saying perfectly built at the moment with the guys mm. that's on the pitch to play county cricket in these conditions. Yeah, and we're seeing consistency as well. The top of the order, Slater and, and um, Hasib Hamida scoring runs. Middle order, just like to see a little bit more out of them. We've had the odd knocks here from Ben Duckett, Joe Clark, people like that, quality players. Great to see Mullaney contribute. With the ball, though, Lyndon James, he's coming in as an all-rounder. I believe he's batting at five for knots, I think he is. Yeah. He's starting to score some runs, and he is a genuine all-rounder, but I really like the way he's bowling. He's a big, tall guy. Doesn't look particularly well-built, but he's there's something about his wrist position. It suddenly changes, and it surprises the batsman. He'll be going along outside off stump, and then just a little change, and it's just firing in on a you know, really good length he's bowling as well. So he's going to keep taking wickets if he's bowling in that manner. And he does seem to just be surprising, maybe hurrying up a little bit. I'm not sure, but it just that change of angle really seems to um, really seems to be doing the job for him, especially in this game. Um, and again, thank you for YouTube streaming of all these county games to allow us to be able to see so much of this cricket and be able to see uh, the likes of Lyndon James starting to make a name for himself in uh, in first class cricket. Definitely. And who doesn't love a bit of brace? A bit of brace. Oh, a bit of brace. A bit of brace. I know one person that doesn't. But I won't go into that because it won't. <laughs> Hi, Rob. <laughs> Not you. Another Rob. Not me. <laughs> so, Terrible well, fantasy great American guy. football, but great guy. <laughs> well, that's because he's a Dolphins fan, but hey, never mind. Warwickshire, Worcestershire. They were top of the league, Rob, but we have a drawn match here. Rain-affected game. Peter, that basically into inevitable fourth-day uh, draw at Edgebaston. 13 points the host, 14 points for the Worcestershire visitors. Um, we spoke a minute ago about who's scoring the runs for Warwickshire, Rob. Well, in this game, in the first innings, 343 all out. Rob Yates, 104, and wicketkeeper Michael Burgess, 101. So it's good to see that they, they obviously took something away from the week before. Um, Worcestershire, Jake Libby again in the run, 74. Uh, but it just petered out. It, it was inevitable, like we said. Match drawn, simple as that. Match drawn. Worcestershire, Worcestershire's they're such... They're so good at one, one thing they do and so bad at the other. Um Jake Libby has been absolutely wonderful this year. We've talked about him, ex-Knots, scored a ton against Knots, 485 runs, um, incredible, averaging 97. Haynes, um, averaging 87. Barnard, averaging, uh, sorry, scored 328 runs. There's guys who have Mm. scored a hell of a lot of runs for these. Um, And week in, week out, mate, they are putting up some huge stats. The batting average across the whole team, all the runs scored against the wickets, they're averaging 39 per wicket which is best in the county championship. You put that on the other foot and you start talking about Worcestershire's bowling and you run into a little bit of a problem. Their team bowling average runs conceded against wickets Mm. is 48.3, the second worst in the county championship. And that Mm. is why they are not quite top of the league. And that's why when you look at the table, you see them played five, drew five, because they're so Mm. good at one aspect of the game at the moment, but they're not able to take the wickets and get it across the line. And you can see that. Barnard, 11 wickets. Joseph, 10 wickets. Oliveira, 12 wickets. There's no one standing out leading and going, right, I'm your 20 wicket a man um, from the first four or five games. Yeah. It's when we we, we did the preview of the county championship. Worcestershire as a team, you look at that bowling attack and you think there's depth. There's plenty of bowlers there. But there isn't that star name. Alzari Joseph is still a relatively young guy. He's not played a hell of a lot of cricket in this country. It's going to take time for them to realise where they need to bowl how to get wickets in these conditions. Yeah. And it's just waiting for one of those younger fellas to step up. Joe Leach obviously is, does it year in, year out. It's good to see Ed Barnard stepping up as, you know, as a genuine all-rounder as well. He's been sort of an up-and-coming player for a few years now. He does it, but he's not quite done it to that 
I'm the star level. Yeah. Um, so it's like you said, they need somebody to do that, don't they? They're, they're a team, as you said, they've drawn five games, they can bat, but they cannot bowl teams out and therefore they will not win games of cricket. Simple as that. Yes, but knots, mate. Knots have gone from bottom top. to second to bottom to top. This is, <laughs> out of all to the top. groups, <laughs> they are top. This, this has been the best group mm. so far for me in terms of all the teams having near relevant abilities at times, but the ability to beat each other and create a, a compelling you know, first half of the season. Absolutely, absolutely. But what we will see in the other, other uh, groups in a moment is this teams pushing up that top that you would not have expected at the start of the season to push up that top. So, but let's have a quick look. Knotts, Warwickshire, they're, they're, they're one and two. Uh, they both have a week off uh, in round six. Uh, Worcestershire, third, five draws, five games. And then it's Durham, Essex and Derbyshire. But Durham and Derbyshire, obviously, they have a game in hand on the other teams at the moment. So Essex, Derbyshire coming up and Durham host Worcestershire. Round two. Round two, mate. Round two. Uh, starting group, off with... Or uh, group two. Group two. My uh, number one team from the last podcast. How did they do the last two weeks? This is brilliant. I thought I'd just make a mention of this. So, yeah, your, your number one team after three weeks, Rob, was Hampshire. And it was so good to see that Surrey beat them by an innings and just the 289 runs here. Um, a little ripple there for you, Rob. Well done, predicted. I mean, well done yeah, for yeah. putting your head above and saying, Hampshire, best team in county cricket. Anyway, we've been waiting and demanding Surrey actually start doing something, and they did in this one. They dismissed Hampshire for 92 in the first innings. Seems strange. We seem to see a lot of these low-scoring first innings at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 92. And then they had a lever chase, 142 and a half overs. Sorry, 142.5 overs, sorry, were um, batting. 560 for seven. Whew. Hashim Hamler as well. He scored 78 in his first five innings, and then he decided that that was the day. Or yep. a couple of days. He'd just go and hit 215, not out. Ollie Pope, 131. Rory Burns getting a timely 80. He hasn't scored a hell of a lot of runs this season, but he's, he's again, he's another man that's starting to contribute a bit more in time for that England selection, which will be selected after the round six games. Not just by us, but actually that's when the squad's coming out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, just a quick one, really. Jordan Clark, six for 21. He was the main reason that Hampshire were skilled for 92. We spoke about the big runs. Uh, and then Hampshire, 179 all out in the uh, in the in the, their second innings, which meant it was a massive innings defeat. It was all about the Clarks in this game. Eight wickets for the two Clarks, Jordan and Ricky, and another two for Ricky Clark in the final innings. But Kemar Roach came to came to play eight for 40 to really uh, put the cherry on and just allow them to get their feet up, basically. Brutal for first defeat for Hampshire. It, it, horrendous defeat. I really wish I'd keep my mouth shut sometimes because that's a poor one from me. Yes. But they were yes, playing some definitely. really good cricket. They were scoring some decent runs and then they've just been shot out twice. Jordan Clark was excellent in his bowling spell from what I saw. A... Uh, uh, disciplining here in Lewis McManus actually top scored both innings for Hampshire as well. I just thought I'd pop that yeah. in there, Mr. Discipline. Um, it's good to see, good to see that he's he's got his head on the game. You know, he's playing it, it hasn't impacted him too negatively. So he's good. Very true. But it was only a matter of time till Hashim Amla really announced his, his presence on the cricket this year. He's, he's had a very quiet season. Less than 100 runs before this innings, mate, but this takes him up to 308 runs at an average of 51. Ollie Pope, 485 runs at an average of almost 70. is absolutely outstanding this year. And Rory Burns, we keep talking about that England opening role and he had a really mm. slow start to the season. 
331 runs, averaging 47, mate. He's now at that point where he's probably just one century because at the moment, 450 so far. But, you know, when Alex Hales was opening for England, he scored all these 80s and 90s. If he scored 400s instead of 480s, hmm. you're actually talking about a different calibre player. That that Even if it's yeah. 99, but you look at someone's stats and you go, oh, I scored 650s, no centuries. The, the hmm. weight that centuries mean is huge. And Ollie Pope scoring centuries... Rory Burns is not at the moment. Absolutely. And you, you might get a mention for a 90 on this podcast, but if you've got a hundred, you definitely will get a mention. Simple as that. <laughs> I mean, that must be the, the barometer of whether you're a good player or not. <laughs> so moving on again, Somerset got a four wicket win against Middlesex. Uh, Craig, o- Craig Overton, one of the players of the season. And as we get through to the next round of games as well, you'll keep seeing how much he's doing. And this man, I don't see how England can overlook him personally at the moment. So another eight wickets to his tally in this game. Uh, Somerset moved up to with their third win, condemned Middlesex to a third defeat in the five weeks. So, uh, sorry, four weeks at this point. So um, a bit of a up and down game, really, wasn't it? Middlesex, 357 in the first innings. They'll be happy with that because they're not scoring enough runs. But then bad, bad form again. 117 all out in their second innings, which basically turned the game. Overton, five for 34, backing up his three for 60. Josh Davey as well. Just worth mentioning, he's took six wickets in the game. He's chipping away with a good number of wickets as well for Somerset. Um, the, the, probably the only thing I really want to mention here as well is that the Somerset, they knocked off the 207 and 57 overs. And it was 20-year-old debutant Lewis Goldsworthy, 41 not out, who saw them home with Steve Davis. Goldsworthy also got 39 in the first innings, a nice little contribution for the young fella. Um, but a really quite convincing win in the end for Somerset. Yep, great team Somerset at the moment. We called them out as one of the favourites start of the season. We rated their batting um, with Tom Abel in there and the all-rounders have got the voice of God, James Hildreth in there. But their bowling attack has something that a lot of teams really struggle with and it's it's the depth. Once you've got Overton and Davey, you've got Marchant DeLang and his speed coming into it. You've got... Um, Lewis Gregory coming into play. That's a hell of a bowling attack. And they're out of all the teams in the county championship this year, conceding 216 per innings, which is the lowest in county cricket. Um, and they've taken the most wickets at 92. They are lights out with the ball. And what that enables you to do, Rich, it sounds a very stupid comment, but if you can take wickets, Worcestershire, I'm talking to you, you can win games of cricket because you can't win a game of cricket without taking 20 wickets. Thank you. I'm here all day. (laughs) It's it's fact. It's not a lie. It's just straight Um, up facts. Exactly. Another team that can't take 20 wickets in a game, Leicestershire. Um, They played Gloucester. Gloucester won this one by four wickets. Now, this was a hell of a finish. Um, So they they finished at this point. They were top of the table. And we'll go on to them after the round five games as well to ask a big question. But um, yeah, thanks. Large part of this win was for the fourth innings, 224 fourth wicket partnership heroics of Ian Cobain and Tom Lace. Uh, this was Cobain's first championship 100 since 2014. What great timing, Rob. 117 for him and Tom Lace, 97. They didn't quite see it over the line, but they scored the bulk of the runs to get Gloucestershire that four wicket win. Um, Lewis Hill for Leicestershire was starting to score a lot of runs, as is Sam Evans, 121 and 102 respectively in the first inning. Uh, Marcus Harris as well, the Aussie overseas and Greg Mike, they're both contributing with a bat with uh, with half centuries. Um, yeah, pick out what you want to pick out, and then we'll uh, we'll crack on through to uh, to round five of uh, for group two. I'm almost going to rinse and repeat what I've just said. You 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 win games of cricket when you take twenty wickets. If you can't take twenty wickets, 
you are not going to win many games of cricket. After four rounds of cricket, Leicestershire bottom, three defeats, one draw. And that is not through a want of trying. They've scored the most runs in county cricket this year, including the round five games, 2,727, almost 200 more than the team nearest them. But they have the worst runs against. They concede on average 381 per innings. No one's going to win games of cricket considering 381 per, per innings. A bowling average is a, is a team of 53. And if you look at their bowlers, it is a monstrosity. Right average is 27. And the next best is Barnes averaging 49. They are in a whole world of trouble. Thank God there's not relegation. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Lisa, Chris Wright, worth a mention, wasn't it? Seven for 53 he did. He took in the first innings um, for for Leicestershire against, obviously, the Gloucestershire attack. So, Callum Parkinson got five wickets in the game, but they do need more contributions and bigger ones, sharpish. Uh, they did sit bottom of the table with Gloucester sitting at the top after those fourth round of games. So, let's rattle straight through round five in the group two. Middlesex, Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire, a seven-wicket win. Obviously, they stay top of group two. Massively convincing win. I think there's a, a very big argument to say that Gloucestershire are now currently the best team in the county championship. Don't want to curse them like Rob did with Hampshire, but they it must be an argument to be made for them now. Middlesex, they're going to continue to struggle with the bat. Simple as that. 210 and 152 is all they put up. But we'll, we'll pull out a couple of um, performances in a minute, Rob. But Gloucestershire, best team in county championship? The winning the most, mate. You know why? <laughs> Because they can bowl teams out. Because they can bowl teams out, but they're doing it across the board. <laughs> Payne has got 19 wickets. Higgins, who we called out at the start of the campaign, being their best bowler, 28 wickets. Leading from Chips the away. front. Worrell, 11 yep. wickets. Taylor, 13 wickets. And then there's 20 wickets or 15 wickets sorted out between the, the bits and pieces. So every single player mm. that's their top four main bowling attack, averaging mm. less than 30. And then from a, a run-scoring perspective, mate, they're scoring enough. They might not be the best batting team in the country, but they're up there in the top 10, which is just so supportive to the bowling efforts. Big time, big time. Yeah, nice to see James Brace. He got himself 75 as well. Again, he's somebody that, depending now on the IPL arrivals uh, or returns from, uh, you know, with the England players that were there, your Josh Butler's, your Sam Currens, et cetera, depending on what happens there, there is potentially opening spots in the England test side. And James Bracey is somebody that is being touted and talked about potentially as that number three spot. Um, he also does keep wickets. So there's a couple of options with him, though, but he's got to keep scoring runs through the weeks. Um, yeah, solid win. They're top of the table. Middlesex will be sitting uh, almost at the bottom, thanks to Leicestershire. Uh, and Middlesex's one win they've got over Leicester's none is reason that they are being propped up at the moment. So Hampshire, Somerset, another convincing win. Again, lots of these are this week. Somerset, 10-wicket win. Um, is this the game? Yeah, this is brilliant. This was one of my favourite chases all season. Somerset needed two to win, and they did it off one ball. Good old Eddie Byron yes, nudged a two off one ball. Job done. What a thankless task. Right, everyone, lads, get yourself dressed. Get out. We've got to bowl one ball. Thanks. <laughs> You'd have just took out like the drinks bottles and just put them in the field, wouldn't you? So. Would just shake his hands, just call it quits. Yeah, exactly. But another first innings collapse for Hampshire. 79 all out on day one. Lewis Gregory, four for 26. That man Overton again with two. And Josh Davey again picking up two. These names are repeating. Uh, but yeah, mammoth win, all set up on day one. Um, excellent, excellent all-round game for Craig Overton. He got 74 with the bat in the first innings, two for 16 in the first innings. Uh, and he also got them five for 66 in the second innings. 
Um, what can we say about this one apart from Keith Barker got 52 not out, the ex-Rochdale legend? Mate, I've got him highlighted on my spreadsheet here. <laughs> We're talking Keith Barker, Rochdale legend. He played <laughs> twice for them while he was on loan from Blackburn once. But he is topping the batting averages at Hampshire. Let me put that out there. Averaging 60. He's only played once, mate. He's not really much. (laughs) Um, 52 not out will do it for you. (laughs) But he's also topping the bowling averages as well, which is, um, you know, a real testament to coming in and doing a job when they've already played four games and you come in and get runs and wickets. It's it's adding Mm. value to the team. This Hampshire team is an interesting one, mate, because they've scored so many runs all season. And I I wish I had this spreadsheet logged after three rounds because they would have been number one on every single batting stat. And they have just dropped right off and they can't piece it together. The bowling is okay without setting the world alight. Mm. And they're starting to, um, sorry, their bowling is very good. Their batting is really struggling and not supporting Mm. the bowling that's been so good for, for so long. Um, but Somerset, we spoke about their bowling tag, mate. Overton, 32 wickets at an average of 13 is the best. How can he not be selected? Cricket? Yeah, he's, he's becoming yeah. unselectable, you would have thought. But it's again, it's that support. Davey, other opening bowler, already got 20 wickets. Gregory, 16 wickets already. They're, mm. they're, they're doing it as a teammate. And they're, they're coming very, on strong, very strong, aren't they? And Hampshire, I'm going to say, are going to be the comeback team of the year. Wow. Okay. He's doubling down. I like it. Brave. No, no, no. Double. Rob has doubled down. Show him his cards. (laughs) So, right. Let's wrap up group two. Leicestershire, Surrey, a drawn game. This is one we'll see. There's one or two more of these. After Saturday being washed out, hardly any cricket was played uh, on the um, the fourth day as well. So, yeah, Leicester remain bottom of group two, despite amassing 496 in their first innings. Centuries again for Sam Evans, Harry Swindles this time 103, and Marcus Harris 101. We mentioned Ben Mike, the, the bowler, potentially all-rounder. He got 74 to follow up his half-century in the last game. Um, so, yeah, really really positive um, game for Leicestershire with, with, the, with the bat. Uh, Surrey 324, Mark Stoneman 119, Rory Burns again runs again somewhere. Notable as well for me though, Amar Verdi finally got a chance to have an extended bowl. He's hardly bowled this year. So it, when we're talking about England spinners or potential England spinners, we're not always talking about Amar Verdi because he hasn't had a chance to bowl. Matt Parkinson, etc. He's bowled a lot of overs, best lot of overs. Leach hasn't bowled a lot, but bowled a lot more. Verdi 671 in 44.4 overs in the innings. Not the best ever um, economy rate, but six wickets is important. And it's a long, long bowl for him. So I'm doing the world of good. But yeah, a draw that sees Leicestershire remain bottom of the league. Uh, Surrey with their one win are um, just above Middlesex. And then it's Hampshire, Somerset and everybody's best team in the county championship. Gloucestershire, top of the league. Won four, drawn one, 95 points. Convincing. Nicely done. I think Leicestershire will be happy with a draw here, mate. You know, three three losses yeah. and a draw. And irrelevant, they've scored 496 for 10 in the first innings and their batting lineup looks absolutely brilliant. Um, Hill's got almost 500 runs at an average of 60. Evans, 400 at 58. Swindles, 300 at 42. Harris is averaging 42. Azard's averaging 40. It's great, but you, you just can't, can't win games of cricket. So I think they would more than happily take a draw to be honest even though they put themselves in a, a great position yeah but it's, it's a shame one though it, it, it's such a strong position wasn't it i mean you know with such a lead from the first innings four nine six plays three two four 
if they could have gone on and scored quickly, you know, forget about the rain, but if they go and score a couple of hundred in the second innings, they've got a, a, a lead that I doubt Surrey would have got anywhere near. They wouldn't have hit near 400 runs in a fourth inning. So this could have been the Leicestershire win. So weather got in the way, as it seems to do for, for a lot of us at the moment. But it is what it is. That's what happens in a cricket season. We're not going to build domes, are we, to play cricket? So <laughs> you, you're going to be in a good position. You're going to not be able to take advantage sometimes because of the British weather. Um, quick England watch. Ollie Pope said 33. Ben Folks, yep. duck. Um, bad time of him. Maybe he realised uh, Joss yeah. Butler was on that flight home and he, he got a bit worried. <laughs> but everyone was penciling him in, wasn't they, really, for that test spot against New Zealand. But we will see what the selectors decide to do. It may be that they want to rest those IPL returning England stars Maybe it is an opportunity for the likes of folks and Bracey, et cetera, but we shall see. So uh, Middlesex Hampshire next week, Somerset against Surrey, no game for Leicestershire. They'll be happy to put the feet up and re reassess and Gloucestershire will be putting their feet up for a very different reason, just with that nice glow of success. Um, so group three, let's get into this one. This is the last group we talk about. Round four, we start with Sussex against Lancashire and Lancashire got a five wicket win. Uh, tabletop in Lancashire, Rob, grabbed their third consecutive win away at Hove. Great team win led by Keaton Jones, unbeaten 91. Alex Davis rapid fire 73 off 59, got them over the line of 253 target. Um, pretty kind of, you know, up and down game. Sussex, so I'm just going to pull this one out to get you into the conversation. 328 in the first innings, Rob, and they somehow lost the game from that strong position, especially when you consider Lancashire 230 in the first innings. You shouldn't yes. be losing games of cricket when you've got a lead like that in the first innings. No, you 100% shouldn't, mate. That's that's a real poor effort for them. And very similar to what we're seeing this week. I know the weather's changing all the time in different conditions, different grounds. But a lot of a lot of teams putting up, just getting rolled, just getting rolled. It's like watching England going back every single time. But teams being bowled in under 40 overs is not a good position, especially when you see Lancashire knock off 250 for five. If, the, if it's a 1-5-4 all out in the third innings for Sussex, you expect the pitch, the conditions, something to have changed drastically and continuously get worse. Mm. But mm -hmm. to stroll home at a, you know, a, a run rate of a 3.5 and five wickets down, you're opening back, carrying his bat all the way through, scoring mm. at a strike rate of 50. Um, slight concern. Absolutely, absolutely. Just want to mention someone here, Jack Carson. He hasn't been mentioned too much on this podcast recently, but he's a young spinner. He took seven for 96 in the game, got himself 21 in that Sussex uh, capitulation of the second innings as well. He's a young spinner. He's, he's, I was listening, reading an article with Simon Harmer, who was picking out a few young up-and-coming England spinners, and that's someone he says that has got the X factor. So he's somebody that we need to start looking out for in that conversation of England spinners. Um, Kent Glamorgan. Glamorgan finally, Rob, recorded their first win of the season. They smashed Kent inside two days, 10-wicket victory. Darren Stevens celebrated his 45th birthday by taking his 30th career fifer on his, <laughs> on his birthday. How many people have done that? Um, forget about anything else. Darren Stevens. Probably the, the wicket of the year so far. Sorry, Matt Parkinson, for your worn to Gatting-esque ball. But he got Marnus Labisham for 11. That's what we want in county cricket. A 45-year-old cleaning up one of the best batsmen in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, the, the, obviously, you know, his five was quite slightly overshadowed by uh, Glamorgan's win. And we'll talk about Glamorgan now. Michael Hogan for five for 28. Uh, Bold Kent out for just 74, 76. I can't remember. I might have just scribbled that down wrong. In the second inning, set up a 16-run target and a 10-wicket win. Easy as that. David Lloyd is playing some excellent cricket for Glamorgan at the moment. In this game, he took six wickets for not many, for 
32. He's took, he got 62 in the first innings and 19 not out. I don't know if you've got the stat, Rob, but I believe that's one of the highest ever the, the score. Was it 19 for non-base? It's target of 16. He scored all 19 of them. I'm sure there's a stat out there somewhere to say that that's, that's pretty high for somebody when you're scoring all of the runs in an innings. <laughs> so. Good on it. That's a cracking effort. That's it. I think the closest we ever saw. We, did you play that? We played a Sunday game somewhere and we needed 127 to win. And one of our guys, right. Kenny, smacked 119 not out and we won by nine wickets. <laughs> I don't think I was playing that day, but I know, I know oh. the story well. Oh, mm. yeah, you probably heard it several yeah. times every weekend after a couple yeah. of years, but... Um, yeah. So what did he do that day? 119 off what? 128? Oh, 119 not out, chasing 127. And he faced... That's not bad, is it? 40 balls, maybe. There was 12 sixes. Yeah. It, it was incredible. I'd, I'd... It was a wet day. It wasn't a batting wicket. <laughs> I would love to know if anybody has scored more, a higher percentage of the innings runs. Yeah. Than that, that is some incredible effort, wasn't it? Uh, but yeah, obviously, nineteen not out. For David Lloyd is not quite the same, but he might have gone on to get that. You never know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just quick England watch um, for this game. Uh, Zach Crawley, thirty-three in the first innings, um, and he only got himself mm. one in the second innings. He struggled a little bit, um, but runs are starting to come for him. Um, but he's been up and down. He hasn't really put that big score. A bit like I was talking about Rory Burns. He hasn't yeah. quite nailed down where he is this summer with that big score at the moment. So questions do continue um yorkshire northamptonshire this was a painful one um for northamptonshire but an absolutely joyous one for yorkshire they won by one oh. run oh. Uh, so joe root he got himself a rest this in this game uh, but yorkshire they clinched a win late in the final day stiff stiff resistance um from northamptonshire that almost turned into the game winning performance they were quite a few wickets down. I forget exactly what we were, but Wayne Parnell, um, he was there at the end, um, had a great game, 10 wickets. He got himself 33. Vasconcelos earlier, 4-1 in that second innings, but they were all out for 218, chasing 220, two I believe it was. Uh, maybe 219, I forget. Yeah. Um, my stat, my writing down here is clearly not as good as it should be, but basically a one-run defeat for Northamptonshire. They, they just, they battered, battered, battered to get themselves in a position where they could consider chasing. They then start nudging away, nudging away, eight wickets down. They lose a wicket. They go off the rain, lose a wicket, whatever. And just one run short. Oh, brutal game. Northampton have been playing some great cricket this year. Uh, and this was a real tough one. But fair play to Yorkshire for holding the nerve and getting it over the line. Um, big all-round bowling performance. Willie Patterson, Olivier Thompson all taking a couple of wickets at least. <sighs> tough one for Northamptonshire. A tough one to take for any team, I reckon, mate. Um mm. But it goes to show how strong the depth is around Yorkshire, constantly able to pull out performances. It's why they're right up there in the league. They're unbeaten on the season um, at the end of this round four game. And they just mm. constantly do it. The team's got a bowling average of 26.71, meaning they're going to put themselves in position and back themselves to bowl the team out for 220. But I bet to watch, if you would sit there and watch a real good game of test cricket where scores of 250 and it's all it's close all the way through and every run in every session matters this would have been a hell of a watch mm. yeah also interesting, um, Vasconcelos mm. as well he, when he smashed that 185 he was just going nuts right balls flying mm. everywhere and Northamptonshire throughout the season have scored mm. at a really really solid run rate but here they just seem to have slowed down he went off like a train 41 off 62 and then mm. the wheels came on and they're just crawling and crawling and crawling, trying mm. to get over the line and yeah. just not not quite able to do it. 
No, well, you can see Wayne Parnell was the last man out after his, you know, we spoke about his 10-wicket uh, performance with the ball. He was the last man out chasing. He got 33 off 102, so he was nudging it along, just nudging it along as carefully as possible. Uh, but it was a really, really, really tough one for them to take. Uh, England watched uh, Don Best, didn't really get much of a ball, one for 24 in the first innings, um, but he got 56 and 32 with the bat. So this is where... England will be looking if they are considering Don Best. They, if, if they're trying to split the deck between Leach and Best, Best will always get that nudge um, with um, with being able to battle a little bit more, won't he? Yeah. Although, Jack Leach in, in round five, we did see another night watchman 30-odd as well. I forgot to mention that earlier. So good. What a man. It shows you how well prepared he is for the season. Bowling, don't, don't care. Just give me a couple of night watchman knocks. I'm ready. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we saw Lancashire was top and with Yorkshire um, after the uh, the round four of games. Kent bottom with Northamptonshire as well, but Kent well bottom. Three losses, one draw. The only team without a win. Could that change? Round five, Rob. Sussex, Northamptonshire. Northampton overcame that defeat. Um, heartbreaking defeat to beat Sussex by an innings and 120 runs. Another massive, massive uh, victory here for uh, for a team gareth berg and ben sanderson 19 of the 20 wickets taken for northamptonshire in this game 40 year old gareth berg took nine for 90 career best figures while ben sanderson took 10 for 99 in the game it's ridiculous ollie robinson recalled for sussex he's the bowler he he of nine wicket fame 49 he top scored in sussex 106 all out first innings um, Saif Zaib got himself 135 young fella for North Ants worth watching again um, talented talented player uh, Adam Roston 87 but uh, yeah Ollie Robinson did get back in the wicket so 5 for 58 for him uh, and a young Joe Sarrow Joseph Sarrow 2 for 71 on his nine, on debut 19 year old uh, but yeah Sussex uh, skittled again 215 all out but that North Ants 441 was more than enough uh, to get them the uh, convincing innings win Needed it, mate. Needed it. Yorkshire and Lancashire are so strong in this division. They really need a challenge from somewhere. And um, North Ants have had their moments this season and they've got that ability to win games of cricket. And you can see it's not a, a bad in paradise. 106. Sussex scored 321 runs for 20 wickets and North Ants were able to get 440 in their first innings and declare. So there's a big gulf in terms of how the, the teams have gone out there and performed. Sussex have, have got a few woes with the bat, mate. They're only averaging 26 with the bat, third lowest in the in the county championship across all three divisions, mate. Mm. Um, but Northants can Northants, I think, are one of those teams on the day can probably compete with anyone, given yeah. the players they've got, the game-changing players that they've got. Um, there's no reason why they couldn't play. I wanted to say an Essex, but anyone can beat Essex mm. these days. Ooh, <laughs> wow, he's gone there. Just I don't fine. want to get involved in that fight. Wow. Okay. But yeah, North Ants, they, they've actually gained some ground on Yorkshire and Lancashire up at the mm. top because as we'll see in a moment, the, the last two fixtures, we have draws. Wayne, uh, Rain? <laughs> Wayne affected. Wayne. I don't know who Wayne was. I don't, I don't know, know who he is. <laughs> I don't know if I'm Yeah, Rain affected game. So we saw draws for Kent and Yorkshire and Glamorgan Lancashire, which we'll go through in a moment. But that does mean that North Ants have actually clawed the way up that table, uh, only about 20 points, give or take, off the top spot now. Uh, Kent still down at the bottom. So Kent-Yorkshire drawn game. Again, never looked like um, getting anywhere near this one. Um, we only had two innings in the game. Kent 305. We got a run, bit, bit of a knock from Zach Crawley, 90 off 171 for him. And Yorkshire's innings, 96 for balance. Harry Brook, 59. Joe Root back, and he got himself 41. Um, 14 points draw for Kent, 13 for Yorkshire. 
Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can say, is there? When the weather gets in the way and you've only bowled two, you know, had a chance to bowl two innings, it's a half a game, isn't it? Yeah, there's not there's not a lot to say with it other than you see Darren Stevens' name pop up a few times. Um, mm-hmm. through, I do think we should throw a bit of love uh, around Gary Balance, mate, because year in, year out, to. Gary Balance <laughs> is there. And I, I know from a an England perspective, we just didn't take to him as a, an England number three, even though he started really well. The fact that he still hadn't learned how to move his feet was a, a, yes. a large issue. But in county championship cricket, mate, he just constantly churns out runs year on year. And, you know, he's mm. got a couple of 90s over the, the last few weeks. And he's going to be right up there with the top run scorers come the end of the year because he'll play every single game of cricket. He's not going to be mm. in the England team. And he's a better, he's a one of the best batsmen on the circuit that plays every single game. Yeah, he's a funny one, isn't he? Because I don't think he breaks a thousand runs every summer, but he's always there or thereabouts with about 900 odd. Yeah, he's <laughs> just one of those players. He'll keep churning it out. Yeah, yeah. No, Gary Barnes is a county player. He's an exceptional talent as a an international player. I just personally didn't didn't see it, and um, you know that's it is what it is, isn't it? I wish I had half the ability Gary Barnes had, but that's not what it's about. <laughs> Sadly, so <laughs> um, let's wrap it up then. Glamorgan Lancashire, the last game gets us all up today. Another drawn game and another game with only two innings. Uh, we did see the return of Jimmy Anderson, which is great to see. Uh, Fourteen point draw for both these teams. So they'll be relatively okay with their um, with what they took from this game. David Lloyd, again, who we spoke about in the last game, another 78 for him. Um, he's playing some really good cricket. And Dan Delfweight, 61 with a bat, and then he got two wickets as well. Um, so 344 for Glamorgan. Jimmy A got a three for 40. Saki Bermud, good to see him in the runs. The wicket, sorry, three for 66. And then Lancashire, 301 for nine declared. Uh, top score from Keaton Jennings. Yeah. Middle of the road game, mate. Both teams performed yeah. pretty well. Not a lot you can really add to it. Um, no. I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, and you did just say it, but Josh, Josh B, um, having a pretty decent season for the young lad, 323 runs at an average of 46. He'll be pretty happy with that. Uh, Keaton yeah. Jennings starting to come into a little bit of form. <laughs> the right time. Uh, no, 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 we're not going there. <laughs> I no disrespect again Keaton Jennings again an exceptional player and he's even turned himself into quite a handy white ball player but if you wanted me to write a list of my just don't want to see play for England again yeah. I think the top three would be something along the lines of Jennings live and, and balance so <laughs> just personal I apologise to anyone that thinks those guys are better than what I think they are but that's what it is and um, Josh B you mentioned Josh Bahannon put some respect on that name come on yeah um, no I find Glamorgan I'm happy with that Lancashire Potentially a little bit disappointed because I think they're one of the better teams around the county circuit at the moment, especially when you're getting your Jimmy Andersons into the conversation. Lancashire, um, second highest average of, of inning scores, averaging 331 every time they take the crease. Really solid and the fourth best with the ball, only conceding 238. So Glamorgan have had a really good day to, you know, because I know there's only a couple of days play being played, but results can happen in a couple of days in crap conditions. And, you know, to go and score 344, Glamorgan will be happy. And they they don't lose anything. They don't lose ground on Yorkshire and Lancashire at the top um, by having so many match drawns and rained off. Yeah, absolutely. So the table as it stands is we've got Yorkshire and Lancashire top, 86-85. Nothing really between those two. 1-3 drawn two. Northampton and Glamorgan sitting in those middle spots. Sussex uh, and Glamorgan only won one game each. Kent, 38 points, winless. Add the three groups together, Kent sit bottom of this massive 18-team division. 
disappointing times for Kent. They should be doing better. Uh, they get a chance to play Sussex next week. Hopefully, they can turn that around. And Glamorgan will be playing against Yorkshire. Lancashire, North Ants get themselves a week off. They can go and do whatever they want to do. Yes. Well, within reason, obviously. <laughs> within reason and uh, local restrictions, but have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so that we've got up to date, Rob. It, it, we, we obviously missed a week last week for whatever reason. We couldn't get together. We couldn't get that recording done. But we've got up to date. We see where we are. We're on to round six of cricket. If it continues in the way it has, has, has gone, it's just going to be another great week of cricket. As simple as that. It's going to be runs. It's going to be wickets. It's going to be result cricket. We don't want the rain. That's the big thing. If we don't have the rain, we are seeing result cricket nearly every game, aren't we? So uh, yeah. long may it continue. Keep the streams coming as well. Let's keep watching. It, it is brilliant, mate. I absolutely. I, I, we touched on it at the start, talking about the format, but I just don't feel you get this level of excitement from the old 18-team system or the next 10, 9, 8, 12, however yeah. you want to split them up system. I feel this gives meaningful games um with with a the end goal of qualifying for another group where there'll be meaningful games with promotion relegation i assume don't know mm-hmm. i didn't read the terms mm-hmm. and conditions but the final <laughs> went on to play the bob willis trophy we will reread that at some point but it is the, the groups are starting to take shape aren't they I, i'm sure at some point we'll go back and reference what our predictions were earlier you know at the start of the season but you're starting to see yorkshire lancashire sit at the top you're starting to see warwickshire not sit at the top um, of Division 1. I can't remember Division 2 at the minute. I'll just have to quickly scroll back up. But Gloucestershire, how can I forget? Gloucestershire, Somerset. Yeah, Gloucestershire, the team of the moment uh, until they probably get absolutely hammered uh, week after next when they are back. Um, yeah, you're starting to see that shape, aren't you? Teams need to step up, but it's great to see from our point of view, not do what teams do. All these defeats, all these draws, in, inability to win a game of cricket, they just, you know, how many positions did they get into where it looked like they should be able to win and they throw it away? Yeah. One win and spoke to him on Twitter, Simon Trafford. Simon, always good to interact with you, mate. Um, he spoke about he doesn't believe in momentum. And I like that. I, I'm not a huge fan of that, that theory myself, but confidence then allows performance. That's the point he made. And I think that's absolutely a perfect point. It's the confidence that that first win gave and then it allowed players to go and perform. Yeah, uh, They'd started pretty well, hadn't they? I don't want to keep going on about knots, but they started the season pretty well without getting that win. And then as soon as they get that first win, suddenly people, the shoulders loosen up for the bowlers a bit more. The, yeah. the running in just seems a little bit more fluid. The batsmen are just timing the ball a bit better, playing it a little bit closer to the body and under their, under their eyes a little bit better. Yeah. That's what confidence brings. And uh, yeah, you just look at knots at the moment. You just think they'll just go and win another game. It's, it's, when a team gets that, I don't want to say momentum, but when they get that confidence, yeah. just it's amazing what a, what a change happens. Sitting pretty. So if, if you were to pick one batsman, one bowler mm-hmm. from the county championship this season and go, this is the best batsman in the country right now, I think you can't go past David Benningham of Durham. I mean, yeah. if you have a glance at the stats, he's played one game less, you know, in, in some cases, three innings less than other people. And he scored the most runs in the championship by uh, by about 40 on, on the next man, which is Adam Live. He's averaging 113, a strike rate of 66, 200s, 250s. How, you can't look past him, can you? There are other players playing exceptional cricket, but yeah. I don't see how anyone could look past him at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, uh, please look past him, Rob. It, 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 please don't look past him. <laughs> you can't really. The, the one, the one guy that I would mention, and I'm, 
put in an England caveat on my player. Mm. And I think it's got to be the the weight of the big runs that's being scored and the manner of them is Ollie Pope. Yeah. yeah. Needs to score it's... runs to be part of that England team. We know he's good enough. He scores at a phenomenal strike rate, mate. And a strike rate of mm. 79 in county cricket this year, 485 runs, a highest of 245, two decent-sized centuries. Mm. That, in English summer coming up this year, could be absolutely massive. And the fact that there's going to be so much county cricket played before um, before the test series are actually starting is great because guys like Holly mm. Pope can get in that bubble no momentum, bubble. but bubble and confidence to go and play freely. Because when he doesn't play freely, he's a he looks Ian Bell, young Ian Bell esque, and I want to see latter end career Ian yes. Bell fluent um, playing because yeah. he obviously is a fluent player. Yeah, taking taking the bowlers then, mate. Just quickly on Pope, just it's like yeah. you said, he's, he's scored two centuries, a two hundred and forty five and a hundred and whatever it was this last week out of 485 runs. So there, there needs to be a bit more consistency. But yeah. if you've got a player that can go and get, get you almost a match winning innings, it doesn't matter so much if he's getting himself a, a 10 or a 12 or a 20 or whatever in one innings, as long as he's following it up quite quickly with a big score, with 115 or a 245, whatever it might be. Yeah. So at least he's got that. He's scoring good. He's scoring plenty of runs, isn't he? And he's looking talented. But old baby Bell, um, you know, he, he is Ian Bell's little... Protégé, almost, isn't he? So, Amy Bell. Um, oh, ouch, ouch. R.I.P. <laughs> so, yeah. Edrums. Yeah, just, just quickly, before we go into the ball, I just want to quickly mention, Rory Burns is now up to 331 runs at 47. Dan Lawrence, 329 at 41. The England players, they're, they're scoring enough runs. Zach Crawley, 258 at 32. They're probably scoring, they're doing enough to make sure they're getting selected based on previous performance for England as well. It's it's whether or not the players that are out of the squad can score enough to convince the selectors to give them the chance, isn't it? Yeah. That's where we are. It's that opening slot, Mr. Sibley, who's missing cricket. The sooner he gets back, the better, um, as far as I'm concerned. Because if, and I don't think Warwickshire have got a game this week, have they? I don't, so I even, don't think so. Yeah, so even if he was fit, obviously, he's not going to be able to play in front of any selectors before they announce the squads after this game. So we'll have to see how that goes. So sorry to divert attention there, but leading wicket-takers, like I said at the top, Craig Overton, not just because he's a leading wicket-taker in the in the country with 32 wickets, it's because he's doing it on such a consistent basis. Ollie Robinson has played less uh, less game, had four innings less and took um, seven wickets less. So Ollie Robinson is still absolutely on fire, but Craig Overton is just doing it Innings after innings after innings. Yeah. You, I, I can't disagree and I can't pick an alternative to who I think the best bowler in the country <laughs> is to me. It's a hands down, tied behind your back, a 2.16 economy rate, a strike rate of 38.6, three match winning fifers. I'm going to throw that into the mixer. 78 yep. maidens. You've got, you've got control. You've got wickets. You've got attacking mm. presence. You've got everything that you need and a guy that's averaging 30 with the bat. Yeah, I was going to add that, actually. It's a great point. It really is. It's Again, with England, they like that balance. They're not going to pick four number 11s, are they? They want someone that can contribute at eight or nine uh, with the bat. That's as simple as that. So Overton, I would be absolutely shocked if he's not in that first um, test side that to play New Zealand. Ollie Robinson... Um, it's an interesting one for him, isn't it? Now the players are back. Do they do they give Wokes a game? Do they play Archer? Obviously, Wokes hasn't played much cricket uh, recently, but 
is the whole the fact that they've been put up in a bubble, they've been wintered all over the world, haven't they? Sri Lanka, India, etc. Now in the IPL, do they just say, lads, just take some time, just yeah. don't worry about this two test match series against New Zealand, take some time, and we'll come back for the white ball stuff against Sri Lanka, Pakistan, I believe it is, uh, before the India uh, test test match stuff. I might have got that wrong, but it's there or thereabout. Um, so it gives a chance to Ollie Robinson and Craig Overton. I would hope that they don't pick the IPL players and I would hope that Robinson and Overton both get picked in that squad and then let's see what the conditions are and see what they think. Yeah, why the hell not, mate? Why the hell not? So I think next podcast has got to be the one where we get into our selections and who we yes. see is going to be the guys that's going on and playing cricket for England um, in the yeah. series. Mm. I'd like us to do it as well of what we think it, what we would do but also yeah. what we think it will be I think there's yeah. two different teams isn't there or two different squads yeah. and um, I don't know about you but I'd love to see if we can put a question out there as well maybe on you know put it type it out somewhere who would your teams be who would your selections be for the New Zealand uh, test series yeah. I don't mean you Rob I mean you <laughs> the people you. audience <laughs> the people, yes. People. Um, no, that, that's awesome, Rich. I'll look. I'll definitely look forward to that. County cricket is red hot, absolutely red hot, and I'm looking forward to another week of falling to sleep sometime after between ten and twelve after watching a couple of hours at cricket, and I wake up in the morning, and it's what scrolling through YouTube videos just on autoplay. So that's that's life at the mm. moment, Rich. Um, anything Dude. anything else you want to touch on today, mate? No, not at all. No, we've, we've, we've got the Indian squad announced, but we'll touch on that when we speak about the England squad. I think it's, we can dig a little bit deeper into the New Zealand squad and also just break down the India squad for the World Club, World Club, World Championship, Test Championship, whatever they want to call it. And obviously that's the same squad for the England Test Series as well. So it'll be good to see, you know, line all those three teams up and see what we can pick out of it. Definitely. William. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for the support. Downloads on this are over 100 every single episode through Spotify, Apple, Android, wherever you're listening. So keep up the good work, guys. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you can head over there. Get to see our nice, pretty faces, guys, and leave a five-star review. <laughs> um, thank you so that. much for listening. All the best. Stay stay positive, test negative, boys. Oh, you see, you've even forgot it. Forget about I have. it. I've lost it. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>